0: Alright, welcome back to the podcast. So last week I mentioned I was doing the 26 mile challenge and obviously invited you guys to join along. Hopefully some of you have taken that challenge up and sort of getting a few miles under your belt. Um, I'd done my run the next day and went out for a seven miler. Got to the seven miles and uh, felt pretty good so I carried on. Uh, Was keeping track on my phone and by the time I knew it well I'd, I I once I'd hit 10 miles I was like right that's it I'm going to do going to go for the half a marathon bearing in mind the furthest I've, I'd ever run previous to this was 10k so 6 miles uh hit the 13 miles and sort of it was about 5 minute walk back from there so walk back and it, it felt pretty good my legs were a little bit tired um but nothing non like that I wasn't expecting. So it's been roughly about a week now and <laughs> my feet have been in bit since. I've been struggling to walk to be fair. Uh but hopefully that I recover soon and I can get back out and rack a few more miles up. So currently reading this Book called Limitless by Jim Quick, and I've got to say, it's absolutely brilliant. I'm currently about 30% through it, but a few of the little things I've picked up just going through, I uh, want to just share with you because I found it really useful, especially with, with reading. Sometimes I'd, I'd like smash out two hours of reading and Exactly as they say in the book, you end up remembering maybe the the first bit, and then you have a a dip, and then like you you can't really remember the the bit in the middle, and then it gets to the end, and you've you've you remember the last few bits that you, that you read. So this technique is called the Pomodoro technique, whether you've heard of it or not. Basically, it's increments. So instead of doing like, say, two hours solid, you, you do 25 minutes, five minute break, 25 minutes, five minute break, and keep doing that. But within that five minute break, what he says to do is to review what you've just read. And when I, f- when I first done it, I'd, I'd read like, for 25 minutes, I went to do the five minute break, like I'm writing down, I was like, Hold on a minute. I don't remember any of it. (laughs) So I've reread it, and then obviously tried to take in a little bit more. Uh, I then took a a few notes on the way through while I was reading, Um, and since then, it's uh, my retention rate has been a lot higher. So whether it's something that you would want to go and implement in your reading, I would definitely recommend it. Twenty-five minutes, five-minute break, and. Another thing with that is when you're reading and something might pop up in your head, you might see a quote that you like or you might read something and you think oh that's, good. that's a good idea or, or something might pop up in your head that you think is a really good idea or anything at so all, anything pops up just drop it down on a piece of paper or your notepad, whatever it might be and carry on reading. It's so easy to, for stuff to pop in your head, and you just like carry on, plough on through, and then it gets to the end of the 25 minutes. You've forgotten what it was, and those ideas that just randomly pop in your head tech can generally be pretty good ideas for content or business ideas. What it could be anything, but make sure you write, jot them down because some of the stuff that pops in your head at that in the like randomest as, as times is usually pretty good so that was the Pomodoro technique that he mentioned and I implemented with my reading really really do recommend doing it with yours um, one of the other one of the other things he, he mentioned was an acronym for learning faster and the acronym was faster so it was forget act state teach enter and review so i'll just quickly run through it because without actually reading the full book um i don't think you you can take away as much from listening as you can reading the actual book but forget was to like take notes make sure you don't forget what you just read um and basically just go back and um try and retain as much information as possible act how to make it more active so how can you make that learning process more active can you stand up and uh, stand up and read or um, make it more energizing or that that leads on to the state as well so the next one is state is to be more energized excited to learn um, motivated you want to do it you, you shouldn't be saying right i should be doing this i should be doing that you want you would you want to be able to do, go and do it, and with that, uh, you need to be in a in a state of mind where you're excited to get up and pick, go and read, or you're excited to go and learn. If you're in the in the in the mood where you're like, oh, I can't really be bothered, then you're going to be doing a half assed job, and it's not even worth doing it because you're not going to remember it. Your mind's going to be other other places. You might as well just. Have an early night and start fresh the next morning. So after that is tea for teach, um, and basically kind of like what I'm doing now is just running through it and telling, teaching other people how how it works. And I I noticed it when I was doing my Facebook lives, like tr- sort of telling, like teaching what I'd learnt then, and it's exactly the same principle here. So when you Learn something. If you have to go, then go and teach it. You you make sure that your content is right, and because you don't want to, you don't want to fuck up. You want to get that content right, and you want to, you want to, you want to deliver it as well as you can. Um, And then the last one for R is review. So reviewing your uh, previous chapters, right, having a look through your notes, and just reviewing your your work and by taking notes as well it then leads into if you want to start making content you can look back through your notes um see what what looks good what content you can make from it um if you've got any good quotes in there Um i've been t- i've been writing a few, there's quite a few quotes in the book which is pretty good so that was the faster acronym in the book but one of the stories in the, within the book was pretty good we, we, you often hear the the phrase knowledge is power so knowledge only becomes power when it's used in action so without implementing that knowledge and using that, that knowledge in action then it's purely just knowledge it only becomes power when it's implemented and within the Limitless book there was a pure, pure prime example and absolutely brilliant it, it was basically there was a operations warehouse or factory or office, it was some, something along them lines and all their machines had gone down, there was, there was no power whatsoever so the operations manager called for uh, a local electrician to come and have a look and this guy turned up, he opened the cupboard, he had a look, um, looked at a few screws, looked at a few wires, and he, he turned one screw, and all the electric and all the power come back on. And then the operations manager there, he said, oh, brilliant, thank you so much, like, um, how much do we owe you? And this guy said, oh, it's £10,000. So with that, the operations managers looked at him and replied like, Whoa, what do you mean ten thousand pounds? You was here for like two minutes. And with that <laughs> the the reply the, the like the the electrician give him was um yes but without my knowledge you wouldn't know what screw it was I had to turn. And obviously the operations manager's turn around and said, Okay, I need an itemized bill then please. Um so this handyman, electrician, whatever you want to call him, he's written down this itemized bill and on that bill it said um turn in the screw $1 um knowing which screw to turn 999 and with with that i was just like that's absolutely brilliant um and it's a classic example of knowledge isn't power um it's only power when you, that knowledge is implemented and that's a, a classic example of when that knowledge was implemented and where he can charge a um, hefty fee for that for that knowledge, um, but with that, the the formula for that after the after that sort of snippet, there was a formula saying knowledge times uh, action equals power. So obviously, without action and without implementing your knowledge, it it's it's useless. Um, and that pretty much. As much as i've got for the for that book so far and um, it does go into learning how the brain works obviously the, you the three parts of the brain how it's linked up it goes into going um that your gut is actually linked to your brain so when you get a gut instinct a gut feeling um yeah it's really good though definitely definitely recommend it i will try and put a uh, link in the description whether it works or not is another story but definitely 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 have a um, look at that Pomodoro technique and then maybe have a look at the book all right so just moving on from the book slightly um, or completely should I say some reason my microphone just fell down right so it's yeah, just moving on from the book I've been revisiting the investing module on my Tears of Freedom program uh, mainly because Jason Greystone put out a post on our platform uh, there was a little update on the S&P 500 and we're expecting another crash very soon and the reason for this is we are if anyone's been following the the markets um, and is into trading we've, we've seen a a ascending channel followed by a a bearish bull flag which usually means it's going to turn to a towards a bear market and normally see this is like a a crash signal um so i've been revisiting the investing module to to find out about uh, using cash for the crash so Obviously, the criteria for cash for the crash um, is basically when the markets trading twenty percent below the last high, and that's that's when a, uh, a crash is defined. And I think when you look back to the the markets back in, I think it was March uh, when when the when it actually crashed. Before it wasn't until like December that the like the news and um the media announced that there was a market crash so like how delayed that is if people to were to rely on on the news for that rather than watching the data as it's actually happening but with this with what i'm learning through the investing module um so the cash for the crash is obviously you've got to wait for that 20 percent decline from the last high and then find out where the mean is the, the long-term mean and if the market is less than 10 percent above the long-term mean that's when you can start deploying your cash for the crash so I won't go into too much detail because um, it probably be straight over people's head I'm just about getting my head around it I spent a lot of time sort of le- trying to learn um, for this opportunity obviously the last one was back in March um I, I was just kind of getting into it but around then so I didn't have any money saved up, accumulated. I was only just sort of paying in the regular monthly deposits. Um and that was through Plum, which um if anyone's gonna invest, go straight to the <coughs> straight to the like dealer or straight to the right brokers, go straight to Vanguard. Don't mess about with like plum and um, Emma, whatever these uh, money saving, investing apps are, um, it's just, you end up paying them a commission, uh, and you end up losing out that on that and then returns. Just go direct to Vanguard. It's so easy to set up. Um, if you if you're unsure, you can always phone them. They'll talk you through the process. Uh, but yeah, really, really is easy to set up so yeah that's what i'm looking out for uh i'm i'm expecting that to happen sort of by the end of this month going into february time so we will see what the market does but it's full of opportunities and as i think it was benjamin graham said um be fearful when the market uh, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful and that's exactly what this uh, cash for the crash tactic is you're taking them opportunities and in within the book intelligent investor so i think it would have been benjamin grand quote that he has got like a radio snippet basically saying when there's a crash people are um, selling all their stocks sell 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 and he turned to tables and he basically says we've got a 50% sale on we've got 75 um, percent off or oh, we're over 100 percent off and basically he's just saying like people are crazy to sell off all their stocks at a time like that you're getting such a discounted price and it, it's, it's crazy. All right, so that's, that's where I'm at. That's what I'm looking at. Hopefully, um, we will see what happens. So I'm going to leave it there because, as you can probably hear, I'm starting to lose my voice. Um, as I said earlier, or I think I said earlier, I've been off this week due to um, cold. Gone are the days where you can just go to work with a cold. Um end up getting sent home for the COVID scare and uh, crazy 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 world we live in so gonna leave it there and i will catch you all again next week